Hello everyone! Welcome back for more boy problems as we indulge ourselves in another speculate in a special speculate one shot on this channel, twitch.tv slash Arvin Elron. Where we last left off, our intrepid group of thieves had just successfully escaped the very weird businessy train known as the Mr. Me Too, with not one, but two very special uh, musical catalogs in tow, one of which obviously being the vault of Carly Rae Jepsen's unreleased tracks, and has since met back up with Holly Tan Superfan in an abandoned church where now weird things are happening, and the very first person who is going to notice all of those weird things is Stay. Stay, you come to before everyone else does. You see them, they're around you, in this weird space where it is perpetually night, but there are no stars in the sky. You only notice two things, in fact, in the sky. You notice the moon. And the reason why you notice the moon is because you notice that no matter where you're looking in the sky, the moon is always just to the right of your peripheral vision. Even if you turn all the way around, it will just be right there, just enough for you to see it, full and beaming in the sky. And you also notice that at the very horizon of your sight is this large alabaster statue of what looks like a very young woman in a very long flowing dress, but her face is covered with a veil. And this is all like carved from stone. But you notice that that stone veil seems to be moving as if it is being touched by a breeze. And that behind the eyes of that veil, you notice light rotating through those eyes as if the head of that statue were a lighthouse. You notice that you're standing at a crossroads. In the extensions of all of the directions of all of these streets, you can see nothing. No cars, no street lamps, no anything. But there is a street lamp at one of the corners of this crossroads. And you notice that there is only one building at each corner of this crossroads. To your left and behind you is a mini-mart that is open 24 hours. To the left and in front of you is what looks like a nightclub, but you can't really tell. You can hear dance music playing from it, but from the outside, it just looks like a large black obelisk with a door uh, with a red carpet leading into it. But you don't see anybody walk into or out of it. You don't see anyone through the door. You just hear music playing from inside it. To your right and behind you is a colonial-style house painted crimson. And in front of it, to your right and in front of you, is a very similar colonial-style house, like literally mirroring it, but painted pastel green. Something is telling you that something is happening in the house behind you, the Crimson House. You don't know why, 
You just get this feeling that something is happening inside there. You cut to the feeling three times. Anything you want to know about this place, you can ask me. You are still muted, Yoy. The first question to ask is, uh, how do we get out? You strongly believe that you will get out when you either get Holly to confess some deep feeling inside her, or if you find something that is presently lost in this space. That's when you notice you don't see Holly, because you don't see anybody other than you and your friends. Okay. And everybody else is unconscious around me? Presently unconscious. They're about to wake up, but they'll wake up after you've gotten all of your answers. Two more questions. Okay, and you said that there were two buildings. There's the green one, and there's the red one. Yeah, those are the two houses. Okay. And then there's also the obelisk club thing. Yes, and a mini-mart to the other side of that one. My... Second question is, are all of the building type things in this space occupied? So the lighthouse, the obelisk, the mini mart, and the two houses. Even though you can't see them or hear them, you get the impression that the dance club is full of people. You don't see anyone in the mini mart, but the mini mart is open. There's not even anyone at the counter, but it is open and the lights are on. All of the windows, all of the windows and doors are closed and all of the lights are off in both of the colonial houses, but you get the feeling that someone is in the Crimson House. Okay. And there's nobody in the lighthouse? The statue is just a statue that behaves like a lighthouse. Okay. I will not count that as a question. Okay. So you have one more. Mm -hmm. My third question is, which one is the most dangerous? Which building is the most dangerous? Yes. You don't get the impression that any of these buildings or anyone in them is a threat to you. Okay. In fact, you get a far stronger suspicion that if Holly were to enter any one of them, she would be a, she would be a greater threat to any of the contents within those spaces than the other way around. Everyone else, you slowly come to in this space. Wah! I... This is the sound of Kiffrick waking up. I Waking up ha- is a universally unpleasant experience, no matter what species you are. This is true. I basically help everyone up and get their bearings and let them all know my shady person's shady impressions of these buildings and places. Then I get anything like a Wi-Fi signal or... <laughs> there, is no, there is no data traveling through this space. Damn. In fact... They nerfed our hacker. Oh, I hate this. Give me a sword roll, in fact. <laughs> Give How me many? a sword roll, 1d6. 1d6. That is not a success. <laughs> yeah? You get the feeling that something weird... You get the feeling that something is uniquely weird about the space when it comes to the use of technology. But you can't tell what. Where do you all go? I should have walked out when she gave us the extra money. That was sus. I knew it. I knew it. I should have walked out. Why didn't I walk out? Every time I watch a horror movie, I'm like, why didn't they leave? And look at me. Now look where I am. I cannot believe this. This is the most emotional she's been this entire time. (laughs) Standing up, Glitch says, I feel like somebody left us on autoplay for seven hours and now we have nowhere idea. No idea of where we are. 
the house that had the person in it was the red house, right? Yes. So Stay points at it and goes, the person who left us on autoplay isn't there. Holly? Is it Holly? That wasn't one of my questions. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then I make for the red house. (laughs) You all follow into the red house. You open the door, all of the lights are off except for you see what looks like a very faint glow inside what looks like one of the upstairs bedrooms. Like through the crack underneath the door. You can see very dim light pouring through it. Out of all of us, who looks the least upsetting right now? (gasps) Upsetting in what way? (laughs) I mean... The only human here is Alma, but you're not in a place where humans reside, so I don't know how to answer this question for you. Because I had told the group that my general impression was if Holly suddenly appeared, she would be more dangerous to the inhabitants of these buildings than to let the other way around. Mm -hmm. So whoever goes first into the room should be somebody who is like more appeasing possibly because if my general sense is that the sentience in this place is under threat then i don't want to exacerbate that and make it worse because ultimately we do want to get out then is that our hacker who's a smooth operator at a light touch hackers hacker is cold though hackers all intellect and swords so if we're trying to go for any kind of an emotional connection then possibly kithric would be maybe the way to go actually not sure not sure i don't think i'm like inherently upsetting (laughs) yeah i uh, but but our grifter may also be able to uh engage on a more emotional level as well so i feel like either of those options make sense to me since I was leading the I way... I believe that I am very pleasant. In fact, many times when people look upon me, they say, I must be dreaming. All right, how about you two go upstairs and the two of us will keep an eye on the door in case Holly decides to make a grand entrance. How about that? Uh, since I was going first, I'll open the door and we can kind of take stock from there to see what we're dealing with. Yee. Do I need to roll for opening this door? You do not. Okay, good. You open the door to this bedroom. You meet a pastel pink wallpapered bedroom. Every surface and every object in this bedroom very vaguely seems to be changing shape in front of you. When you glance upon it the first time, this room looks like it's a teenager's bedroom. That's like a 15 or 16 or 17-year-old girl probably sleeps here and the longer you stare at it you start noticing that the bed gets longer and wider and seems less overtly childish and more kind of nondescript a small computer desk starts getting taller and wider a laptop turns into a desktop posters kind of crumple away and disappear but whenever you blink it just kind of resets and starts being a teenager's room again and on the floor you see 
a young woman in a black jacket and a white dress leaning over this large white sheet of paper and drawing what seems to be like a very angular map as if by memory, just kind of one line and then another line very sharply, just kind of continuing down this thing as if focusing on something in her mind and attempting to recreate it from memory. And you hear that woman's voice say, I'm not done yet. I need to finish this before we can record the next one. She doesn't turn to face either of you. She just continues drawing the thing. Do any of us recognize her? Both of you give me emotions rolls. 1d6 each. I have cut to the feeling. I want I, I, I want to see stay roll before I do the thing. Because it might just be the same. I have also cut to the feeling. <laughs> Yo! Beautiful! Hello, the two weirdos are here. <laughs> Both of you get one question. One of those questions, I'm beginning to guess what it is. I'm going to let Kithrick ask first. Oh, I was going to defer to stay first. Okay, cool. Stay. Uh, let me see. Good question. It can it can be a question that is not on that list. I True. Think. I am just getting some bearings. Well, I guess the most obvious and immediate question is who is this person? What do you know about Carly Rae Jepsen? As Stay, I think Stay is the sort of music fan who doesn't bother to learn very much about artists. They just fixate on a bop and they really like that bop and they just want that one tune. They just want the tunes. So probably nothing other than the fact that Carly Rae Jepsen's name is Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it to you then that you recognize her voice and that's how you realize this seems to be Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I look over at Kithrick like... You know when you notice a celebrity in the wild, and you're not sure if you're hallucinating? <laughs> so you look at your friend like... <laughs> yeah. That's what Stay is doing. Is that who I think that is? <laughs> yeah. Kithrick, you have a question. Yes. Kithrick's question is, regardless of whether or not this person is the real Carly Rae, hey, Jepsen, how can I best help them through this experience in a way that keeps them healthy and emotionally whole. Okay, this is a piece of information that, I mean, both of you all will know both of these things, because that is the nature of being in this space. So here's what I will tell you. You, when stay nudges you, that's when you realize, oh, yeah, this has to be Carly Rae Jepsen. And then a thing just kind of clicks in your brain. Less like you put two and two together, and more like the universe in this space is telling you these are the circumstances by which you are here. Namely, you just kind of natively figure out that on the day of the So Nice tour, Carly came here purposefully. Whether this is a space that she created, or this is a space that she discovered, is none of your business. All that matters is that she came here. And that she came here specifically... To do whatever is on that sheet of paper, which you still can't glean, because it 
is in some way in service to this space and to Carly's music. You get the impression that she is genuinely calm and relaxed in this moment and would like to finish whatever this thing is. We did not mean to interrupt you. We are here to try and keep other things from interrupting you. Please do not mind us. She turns around and says, How did you get here? Stay says, Your music flew into a hole. Well, that's not as weird as everything else, I guess. Are you both okay? This place can be a lot. At this question, Stay actually looks at Kithrick for the first time as if, oh yeah, maybe I should check to see if the others are actually okay. We're good. This is a very tastefully decorated house. I amend your, I commend your very good taste in interior design. It seems very cozy here. Thank you. Although I didn't really do much. And she straightens up, lifts the piece of paper like up into the air, kind of looking at it as like the light from uh, the lamp on one of the tables is kind of pouring through this sheet of paper. And she just kind of mutters to herself, I'm almost done. Just a little while longer. And just kind of gently puts it down on the bed and turns to you all. I imagine that you all don't really know what the space is. It's only fair. I kind of give you the tour, I guess. This is a place that I you like to You should not feel obligated to. I mean, sure, but I mean, you're also not supposed to be here, so at some point I'm going to need to kick you all out. We are sorry so, about that. It's fine. And ears droop. Carly <laughs> gives you a very warm smile and says, it's fine. People don't typically get lost here, but I sense that you didn't want to be here, so it's not a problem. This is like, you ever want something very, very badly? One of those things that you know you're not supposed to have, but you can never stop thinking about. Hithric, somewhat guiltily, hides the wrist carrying Whitney Ryder's extremely shiny watch behind their back. This place is the place where that feeling becomes like a, a kind of energy. It's where all longing comes and goes from. It just kind of speeds down that very long street and then goes wherever it needs to go. I kind of found this place kind of accidentally, really. And every once in a while when I'm struggling with the things that I want, I come here. It's just kind of relaxing, mostly. So I guess if you came here for something in particular, I'm not very helpful. But you also seem like you're kind of lost, so... I am actually going to try and do a discreet check on the other half of the team. Are bad yes, things please. happening yet? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a swords roll. Two d six. Swords. I'm trying to be below. Roll two d six below three. That is one success. Not cutting to the feeling. Yeah, no threat seems to be 
okay. to the rest of your team. Glitch and Alma, you stand by the door. Nothing is happening. This is the quietest, dullest, weirdest street you've ever seen in your life, Alma. This is like living on a, sur- a suburb where no one lives. You are, you are standing on a, a crossroads in a ghost town. That is the most disconcerting thing about this space. But you're not under attack at all. I hate this. I hate everything about this. This is not worth two million credits. I would be less weirded out if there were a million ninja here. Honestly. I don't want ninjas either. My God, I just want to no, be. No, no, you leave them to me. <laughs> what? I would be you in my s- element. <laughs> you say that glitch, and the weirdest thing happens. Very briefly, all of a sudden, as if kind of less like they were running from one side of the street to the other, and more like they just kind of appeared and disappeared. You see two dozen ninja, Naruto, run up one side of the crossroads. And then just kind of fade away into a line in the middle of the street and just kind of disappear. Huh. So that happened. Meanwhile, what did you do? I'm going to try really hard to not think about wanting. Let's be lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill out to. Meanwhile, back at the bedroom... Carly Ray Jepsen looks at you both and goes, is there anything that you want? I think right now the only thing that Stay wants is for everyone now, everyone now includes Carly Ray Jepsen, to leave. And also for the nasty lady to not bring them back here? Question mark. I mean... I think we can safely leave Carly here to engage in her creative process in peace as long as we get Holly and make sure that Holly can't come back in here. Mm. We should let the artists have their their isolation. Carly Rae Jepsen deserves to, if she so wants to, return to the forest, plant some potatoes, and dream peacefully. I like to think that the two weirdos are communicating this to each other with, like, meaningful nose twitches and, like, Mm -hmm. eyebrow raises. (laughs) Uh, Ear-based body language. (laughs) So I think Stay is going to look at Carly Rae Jepsen and say, We would like to leave and ensure that no danger can come to this place. Well, yeah, this place can do that easy. And she points at one of the bedroom windows. And when you all look to the window, and when... Glitch and Alma look forward as all of the ninjas disappear. You notice a large brown door um, uh, appear right in the center of the crossroads. You just go back through there, and you'll just get back home. That wasn't that wasn't there before. What what is going on? This is really really nonsense, and I'm not here for it. What what what? Where is the crazy lady who brought us in here? I shouldn't use the c word. That wasn't nice. I think. We're the obsessive in... lady? Yeah. The lady who overtipped us. What is that? Who does that? I think we're in an ontological search engine. A what? It's philosophy. What we ask for, it gives. So Carly Rae Jepsen snaps her fingers. And Stay and Kithrick, you are now downstairs with everybody else. 
<laughs> and she just points at the door and goes right through there and you'll all get back home. Okay, where's Holly? Where's Holly? You say that and suddenly you hear someone shouting to your right. Carly, wait for me. I just need to know where the rest of your things are coming from. I just need to learn what you're going to make next. And you look to that side of the crossroads and you see Holly running at breakneck speed up to the crossroads. And that's when you notice the street seems to be getting longer. It seems like she's never getting close to you. She's always close enough that you get the impression that just a couple more feet and she'd get here, and then she just never gets here. She just keeps running forever. And then Carly taps Kithrick on the shoulder and goes, you're going to go home or what? If she's coming with us. I can find a way to send her home too, but that's for y'all. Oh, it's a special door. Uh, I vote somebody else goes first. Wouldn't be the first time I've stepped through a completely strange window. Step through. What's on the other side of the door? Right. (laughs) You will, you will learn soon enough. Okay. But do we see glitch on the other side of the door or is it like they just vanished into a pit of nothingness? Oh, no. You see a burst of neon pink light, and then the door closes again. But when you touch the knob, it can open again freely. Okay, I open the door. Do I see glitch on the other side of the door? You see the door? So oh, I open the door, and I see weird. another door. No, well, you open, the, you open the door, and you see just the door standing in the street. You see the other side of the street. Like oh. And that was how it was when you opened it the first time. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't like that. That's... Mm. <laughs> well, because I cut to the feeling with my fellow weirdo, I feel kind of bad leaving my fellow weirdo behind. So, I look... <laughs> I look at Alba and go, Your turn. What? <laughs> Do you, like, shove me through or... Because <laughs> she's definitely is considering. Okay, if you're not going to go through, yeah, I'll try and push you through. <laughs> yeah, she'll she'll probably stumble. She's she's not very strong. Okay, cool. <laughs> you there? You go. What? <laughs> there is like this brief flash of like gold and silver gradiented light, and then the door closes again. Brandon, uh, you said that the space responds to wanting. Mm-hmm. Kithrick looks out the window at Holly and wants really, really hard. And the road, can I deform this road to trap her into a hamster wheel of road so that she actually sees that she is in this loop? (laughs) Is this an emotions roll? In this place, you don't need to do those things. You want it, so it happens. Holly never notices a thing. She just keeps running. Well, okay, if self-awareness isn't on and the table, let's get out of here. And Kithrick opens the door and 
reaches up and jauntily offers an end elbow to stay. The height difference makes this look bad, but... <laughs> stay probably in a sight that Carly Ray Jepsen wishes to never see again squats down to meet Kithrick's height so that they match as they link arms and one walks and the other waddles through the door. <laughs> Two very small bursts of red and green light just kind of pop out from the door and then the door closes behind you all. Glitch, where is the one place out of every place in the entire universe that you would absolutely positively like to be? There's a, a kitschy cafe that plays at being kitschy, but is in fact deeply, deeply earnest that is run by a trio of 20-somethings who have never managed to do anything else right in their lives. But it turns out that by their powers combined, they can run a pretty awesome computer cafe. And what they have done is they have made a synthwave 80s hacker den that never existed, but now does. And that is where Glitch first emerged into the, the living world. Nice. You step through the door, and the door that you emerged from is the front door of that cafe. And you sit down and just bask in the ambiance of this space again, dwelling in the feeling of being in the place where you were born, essentially. You feel a sense of warmth fall over you and settle in this feeling. Stay. Where is the one place out of everywhere on Earth that you would absolutely positively love to be? Once upon a time, Stay changed their mind and decided they wanted to try out having a meat hand again. So they had a meat hand. But then one of their cons went badly and they lost the meat hand. And the meat hand, they've always wondered where that wound up. Because that extremely treacherous tattoo artist who probably took their meat hand definitely doesn't deserve it. So I want to see where that meat hand is now. You step through the door, and the door that you come out of is the rusted passenger side door of a pickup truck in, a, in, a, in an old dumpster. Like this weird pile of trash and dirt and things that have been long since discarded. And when you realize that you are here, it dawns on you, oh my god, my hand. Some, when, when that guy took my hand, he might have just thrown it away like it wasn't valuable. Oh my god, how dare you do something to, that, that, to, to my precious hand. And uh, the sensation washes over you so, like, full of rage and frustration that you look down at the hands that you have now and you realize, wait a minute, I thought I lost this hand. Isn't this the hand that I... You look down at your hand and your meat hand is still here. You look down at the floor and the mechanical hand that had replaced it, covered with weird accoutrement of meat that make it seem like it is still a, a, a fleshy hand, is on the floor, rusted and broken and covered in, like dirt and stone, as if it had been here all the time, and you had never lost this hand at all. <laughs> I poke the fallen hand gingerly. I do not want this hand back anymore. 
Alma, where is the place that you would absolutely like to be out of everywhere on Earth? Home. <laughs> That's it. She just wants to go home right now. Everything is very weird and wrong, and all she wants is her house. Do you live at home with anyone? Nope. She lives alone. Not even a cat, because she's never sure if she is going to be available to take care of a pet. And so she she gets her, her pet love from like cat cafes and dog sitting for friends and stuff like that. But otherwise, she lives alone in just a condo. <laughs> you step through the door, and the door that you emerged from is your bedroom door. If you want to collapse in bed and never have to think about this day ever again, you can just do that. Just up. The first thing that she does when she walks into her into her bedroom is she takes off her jacket. <laughs> she takes a deep breath. She boots up her computer. And she proceeds to just wreck every trace of Holly that she can quickly find for catharsis. And then she goes and takes a shower and goes to bed. Like, if, if Holly ever tries to log into her email again, <laughs> it's going to be full of just, like, every episode of Common Rider. Holly everything deserves- else is gone. Everything everything looks the same, but anything that she opens will just start auto-playing an episode of Common Rider that she cannot stop. Oh, Lord. You know what it, you know what it does? It keeps playing that scene of Mr. Kogami singing happy birthday ad nauseum yes. anytime every, she opens any oh! file. Every, any file, any file. It's the exact same thing over and over again. And she she doesn't know if Holly will ever, and almost not even her real name, but she doesn't even know if Holly will ever escape from that strange extra planar location that she just fever dreamed into. But if she does, her life is over. Yeah. Kithrick, where is the one place out of anywhere on Earth that you would absolutely positively love to be? On Earth. Okay, so not returning to Lanulos. <laughs> maximum mayhem. Maximum sensory input. Kithrick, we find Kithrick in the Chipotle at the Mall of America, eating a burrito bowl, drinking a margarita. As the normal ass helmet off, as the normal ass humans around and them lose their goddamn shit. The people behind the counter don't care. They've seen it all. The customers are upset, though. <laughs> and we and close I on a very. I my little mandibles with delight. And we close as the camera pans past Kithrick's Margarita out of the front door of the Chipotle as dozens of security guards are running towards the Chipotle and hundreds of uh, mall goers are running for every possible exit. And as we continue panning past them, we pan past the window of a clothing store nearby that has a poster that says, Returning by popular demand. Carly Rae Jepsen, so nice tour, restarting in March. And the camera just continues panning. And when it reaches the front door of, like the very front entrance of Mall of America, 
you see a very large golden goblet fall from the sky right in front of the Mall of America and shatter into a thousand pieces. And that's boy problems, everyone. Woo! I just had to do some weird stuff. I'm sorry. This is the first time that I've listened to more than one Carly Rae Jepsen song ever. But I did it because I love you all. And also because, like, it's bops all the way down. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. This is delightful, everyone. Thank you so very much for allowing me to do this weird and idle thing with you all. How do you all feel about this game? That was wild. <laughs> I come away Five stars, w- one goblin. <laughs> Thank you very much for the goblin. <laughs> I come away from this with like a, a relative minimum of feelings about capitalism, and that's a nice relief. I'm very glad that I could have given you all this wonderful thing. So, with that being said... I'm going to get give everyone an opportunity to please let all of the lovely people in chat know who you are, what you do, and where people can find you next, starting with Iori. Iori Kusano, they, them. You can find me on Twitter at Iori Kusano at, let's see, kusanoiori.com. And you can pre-order my novella, Hybrid Heart from Neon Hemlock. And a reminder, of course... If by the time you're seeing this, it is still happening, which is most likely the case, that Neon Hemlock has a Kickstarter going on right now for all of the upcoming novellas that are coming up very soon, including Hybrid Heart. So if you want to get your hands on all of those cool books and some other cool stuff, you can check out the Kickstarter as well. But yes, thank you so very much. Next, Yoi. Hello, hello, and very soon, goodbye, goodbye, my strange viewers and listeners. Yoigoin Lin, he, they pronouns, game and fiction writer. Tonight, I have been stay a creep who had insights. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> That's still a, a, a very impressive rule. I'm still very like excited that that happened. So thank you very much. Next, Valerie. I'm Valerie Valdez. That is with an S, not a Z. If you are listening later and cannot see my name written down, you can find me at ValerieValdez.com. I remain on social media as either Valerie Valdez or Valerie Valdez author. And you can catch uh, my short story in Time of Weed May Break Stone in Uncanny Magazine, issue 51. And last but not least, Mike. Hey everybody, Mike Underwood, writing as Michael R. Underwood, they, he pronouns for me. You can find stuff that I'm doing on Twitter at Mike R. Underwood, and you can watch slash listen to all the other things Speculate does at speculatesf.com. That's me. And as for me, again, I have been your humble stage manager this evening, Brandon O'Brien, pronouns he, him, or they, them. I am also one of the co-hosts of Speculate alongside Mike and Greg, and you can continue to find out all of the cool things that we do and support those cool things at speculatesf.com and patreon.com slash speculate. You can find more about me at The Rising Tides on all social media or on my newsletter, brandonobrien.xyz. But without further ado, it is time for all of us to collapse in our own brains and become pumpkins Thank you so very much for checking out tonight's Speculate special event on this channel. A reminder again, speculatesf.com, patreon.com slash speculate to support all of the cool things that we do here on this channel and in this podcast. If you are listening to us at the moment, uh, we will be giving you more one-shot goodness very, very soon and all kinds of other lovely RPG content take place on 
Arvanella runs Twitch channel on a regular basis as well, so please keep an eye on the calendar for other cool things that will be happening very, very soon. But for us tonight, thank you so very much for joining us for tonight's stream, and I hope that you have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, a wonderful week, that we see you all very, very soon. Hi, everyone. Hi. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band, The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvaneleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.